Death has come to your little town, Sheriff. Have you ever felt a knife cut through human flesh and scrape the bone beneath? You're gonna need a bigger boat. Be my victim. Hello, my name is Austin Torres, and welcome to the Would You Die podcast, the show where we talk about our favorite horror monsters and villains. Today, I am joined by the vocalist and guitarist for the Cincinnati-based hardcore band, Suffocate Faster. Please welcome Chris Alsip and Chris Towning. Yo, what's up? I am so excited for you guys to be on here. I think you guys are the first um, the first band I've talked to on the podcast. Okay. Sweet. Well, thanks for having and, us, dude. Oh, for sure. Especially because we're, we are talking everything slashers. <laughs> That's the right city for it. Cincinnati, Ohio, the home of Charles Manson. Wait, what? Yeah, he was born here. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That's that's some true crime stuff. I I never got into true crime as horror always felt like I don't want to use the word safe because right. that's it's not real. Yeah, no, it's not it. real. You know, yeah, like yeah. I I'm able to watch like a guy get beheaded and be like, <laughs> you know what, that was cool special You're effects. Like, Hell yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. But if I like. If I like see someone get a paper cut in real life, I get a little like screamish. Like I can't do real life violence yeah, or anything like that. Yeah, fuck giving blood. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I'd pass out. But uh, but yeah, I I love I love slashers. I want to talk about since you guys are in a hardcore band. Mm-hmm. My knowledge of the harder rock genres is not as well as say my knowledge of horror what is the difference between hardcore and metal what do you think chris um the attitude the lyrics the you know a lot of times it's it's more politically charged anti-racist anti-establishment i mean a lot of thrash metal is too but you know it's it's more so there's a message i think behind the music it may sound like a death metal band but you read the lyrics and you're like oh they're not talking about, you know, regurgita- regurgitating blood. They're talking about, like, <laughs> you know, people's lives and how they're important. Okay. That makes a lot of sense because uh, Fair I'm, I'm sorry. No, I was, I was going to say the best way to describe it is, like, um, hardcore bands can be literally any style of music. You know, bands with death metal influences, punk influences, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think it really <laughs> comes down to what Chris is saying, plus who's making the music, like, are the people right. who are making the music from the hardware scene, um, are they from that, that side of the underground versus, you know, the, the metal side of it? And you, like, like you said, yeah, usually it has something to do with um, a message or uh, a belief structure or whatever it might be. Um, more of that's involved and it's less about fantasy or, yeah. Burgundy blood or whatever it might be. <laughs> right, right. It could be about the streets, about. the streets. You know, being drug free, animal mm-hmm. rights. There's a lot of stuff that you know, hardcore and punk hardcore touches that a lot of metal does not. Not that they don't, but not as much. And I gotcha. mean, you, know, you, you can have a metalhead that's a hardcore kid. You know what I mean? Long hair playing. You know, death metal. But like you said, it's kind of about like type of person and what 
where they were came up in the music. Gotcha. No, I I'm so glad I asked that because uh, it just clicked in my brain. So I'm like, OK, I know exactly what you guys mean now because I didn't want to get any. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I didn't want to cause any confusion with like the different music uh, terminologies. <laughs> no, you're fine. And at the time of this recording, it hasn't come out yet. I believe this episode is going to come out before uh, this does. But you guys have an EP coming out. Heck yeah. Really yeah, excited about it. It's pretty, it's pretty sick. That's exciting stuff. Uh, do you guys kind of want to talk about that for a little bit? You first, Chris. Sure. Okay, yeah. Um, honestly, uh, Chris and I hadn't played music together in a while. And um, this is one of the first bands I really ever did. And we, we traveled a lot when we were younger. And uh, 2019 rolled around um, and Chris had invited me to come back and play some music. And uh, we had such a good time. We had talked about writing new music. And then, of course, as we all know, COVID hit and um, just kind of slowed things down a little bit. Um, but it's nice to finally be at that point where we're releasing this music we've been talking about for a while. So feeling pretty good about it. Really excited about it. And how long, ha and how long has that been, Chris? <laughs> 17 years apparently <laughs> that's insane out music so yeah it's, it's wow. insane to think about like you know when you think of things in decades versus you know just years so yeah chris and i know each other a long time and it's uh it's nice to get back together and, and create some music together again and it was cool of smart punk to put it out you know because it's like yeah they're more of a punk label but they're rooted some of the people that work there plus i mean they 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 distro a lot of stuff punk hardcore ska metal so it's it's a perfect fit it really is and the other thing too is what's nice about it is as we get i mean as i get older um i just become more and more punk rock anyway so i'm just i'm all about it at this point it's it's a, it's a perfect mate for you sure. are old so i am old now, yeah <laughs> yeah i'm actually actually my, my birthday is uh on friday i turned 40 on friday so yeah, happy birthday there. yeah thanks man appreciate it and uh and congrats both of you guys congratulations on getting back to music uh releasing this ep it's uh it's awesome i i really i really think it's so cool that you can how you say uh you, you're keeping the music alive even if you had to come back to it you know no of course absolutely yeah yeah no it's important um it's it's one of those things where um so i'll, I'll start from the beginning here so i only have like so much nerd energy right mm -hmm. i spent a lot of my nerd energy on transformers i i have like a full-on focus know way too much information about transformers <laughs> and that's the way i used to be too more about music and it's nice to come back get excited get that nerd part of my brain stimulated and get excited about doing music again um so it's uh yeah it's 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 honestly perfect timing and um i think i wouldn't have you know done any other way so i mean we were far enough past covid now that People are going to shows. A lot of people are going to shows. Chris, Chris yeah. books shows, so he knows what's going on with that. And everybody's just hungry for for new music and things to do and just getting out of the house and getting back to being normal again. <laughs> We're the most abnormal, normal people. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I mean, you think about it. We don't, We, you know, we're both straight edge, been straight edge for years. If people don't know what that is, you know, don't do drugs and yada 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 but it's you know we don't look i mean people i walk down the street and people look at me like i'm a freaking 
you're a serial up. killer. Yeah, well, you're I mean, <laughs> I mean, maybe at one point in my life, but you know, at this at point, point yeah, yeah. at this point, it's it's more so just play music, hang out, um, you know, hang out with people that you like, you know, and be around people that you care about. Because I mean, we're not getting any younger. No one is. Every year, every day, it's just you know, you just never know. So right. I, it's cool to be putting out a new record. I mean. Uh, the EP is called Lost Ones, so, or no, the EP is just called just nothing, right? As long as you the Lost Ones. No, this is the way. Volume. This is the way. I'm thinking of the the actual Volume. single, the single okay. release. Right. Yeah. yeah. So the yeah. single is Lost Ones. Yes. The EP is This Is the Way. Volume and you said one. Volume one. Volume one. Ooh, I like yeah. that. We're putting out two EPs <laughs> this year. So yeah, this is the first one. Awesome. Which I just I just finished the vocals too. And Chris hates it, so I hate it. I'm gonna kill it. No, I'm actually going in. Uh, I'm going to the studio tomorrow. Um, uh, I just got the tracks over to my my guy, so we're gonna go um, get everything mixed down and figure it out. Over to his guy, my guy. <laughs> Gotta go see my guy. <laughs> I love That's how it this works nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> we, we all got a guy, right? Right, of course. No, I mean, it, 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 <laughs> What what's interesting too is like you know just the same way you're you're sitting at home with your microphone and your mm -hmm. your interface and you're going to record this and you're going to mix it later you're going to edit it et cetera et cetera et cetera same oh. thing same way people are, same way people do music nowadays it's all sound oh. you're talking about the et cetera, craft et cetera. gotcha yeah 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 so I mean like we're we're, we're doing the same thing you're doing just with a little bit he, well Chris is using his voice but I'm using you know instruments with magnets and metal <laughs> <laughs> there will no, be none I of that on the it. record i promise i mean as a guitar player i don't mind a little arpeggios here and there <laughs> sure 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 i um yeah i feel I like call it staying in sorry chris it's more ass beating than anything right, nice. right yeah i i call it staying in my wheelhouse i um i started playing music as a bass player um mm -hmm. so when i transitioned to guitar i didn't really get to noodly with it so um, I try, yeah, I try to keep it in the ass beater department or the uh, caveman <laughs> riffs, some people call it. Hell yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, it's hardcore, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. I, uh, I just realized you're both named Chris. Correct. For the rest of the podcast, I'm going to name, I'm going to refer to you guys as Chris A and Chris T. Ooh, Chris T. Whatever, whatever works. <laughs> I call him Christy all the time too. Trust me, uh, Christy or Christ, <laughs> whatever, whatever you want. Or do. Christ, whatever works, whatever works for you. I love that. That's great. Um, <laughs> is it cool that I eat some of this pizza? I feel like I'm rude eating, but oh no, how you you are good. You are right. good. Right. <laughs> well, Christy, I'm gonna go to you first. Oh boy, here we go. When did you first started getting into horror movies? Oh my gosh! So in high school. Um, I had a friend that was, uh, had an older brother and his, him and his brother were just super into horror. So I kind of like inadvertently started seeing horror movies. I, th I mean, the first one that comes to mind is, you know, like army of darkness, which I know is a little bit of a punny, punny movie, but it's, it's what I think of when I think of horror, you know? So like, it's gratuitous. It's a, it's like gory, it's silly, it's scary. It's it's a, it's a little bit of everything. So like, honestly, that's, that's where that started. And 
I'll, I'll never get out of my head the scene in Dead Alive where the guy walks through the room with with the lawnmower, you know. So oh, yeah. stuff like that. That's that's kind of where it started for me. As I've gotten older, I've enjoyed, you know, some of the remakes. I still like the classics. You know, I, I, I think probably if you ask me what my favorite horror movie is, it would be the first Halloween movie for sure. Nice. I also am, tend to be respectful when it comes to this kind of stuff because, like, I know how much Chris Alsip loves horror and how much our drummer Corey loves horror. So I can't really <laughs> be like, yeah, I'm a horror fan because I know they are, like, horror fans i'm just happen to be like a guy who enjoys horror films you know what i mean so I, that, makes I like to that makes you a fan though yeah, yeah makes me a fan. but but i like i like to show respect to the people who like it's literally their niche um what i was saying is i like seeing the crossover i like seeing that we're getting that horror horror touch in in the marvel world i like seeing stuff like that it's cool to see it get the respect it deserves and you know the recognition you know so yeah i mean that's kind of that's kind of how I approach horror. I try not to be a poser because I don't want to be a poser, and I'm not a poser, so <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, gonna I, I, I wouldn't think say you're a poser, and I, I see what you mean now. The way I look at it is because I kind of had that <clears throat> same battle within myself when I was first starting this podcast, because when I first started it, and I still feel this way. I know there's so much horror that I don't know. For sure, yeah. But that doesn't mean that I haven't put in the work. Like, I've seen the classics. I've seen a bunch of the deep cuts. I still have some blind spots that I need to see. I'll fill Especially... them today for you. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in, like, foreign cinema. Like, there, like there's so much, like, German horror and French horror and uh, Korean and Japanese that I haven't seen. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't make me any less of a horror fan. That no, doesn't mean... Not. Um, and that doesn't mean like I'm worse, any worse at my podcast. You know, I've talked like a big blessing of doing this podcast is I've talked to people who know they have more horror knowledge in their pinky than I do my entire body. And then I've also talked to people where they're like, hey, I just saw Scream and it was pretty good. <laughs> Right. <laughs> like it goes both ways. And I feel like I'm in the <laughs> middle. I probably more towards the buff side than I am the normie side at this point. But at the same mm -hmm. time, Chris, hey, I, I know you've seen more horror movies than me. <laughs> I mean, maybe not. I mean, who knows? Because you have a lot. I mean, you do a podcast, so you probably take time to check it. I mean, you know, I've, I've listened to it. You know, you go yeah. through and check out obscure things that you check out things that are, you know, really normal for, you know, but. Right. Like I've talked everything. Can I from... ask you a question? Can I ask oh, you hell yeah. What was your first horror movie that you watched in the genre? All right. So I'm going to preface this by saying I've had to argue this so many times. So mm -hmm. I'm just going to go and I'm not even going to argue it. I'm just going to say it. But if you're like, eh, is that really a horror movie? Just know I've been down that road and we can <laughs> skip it for now. But the first horror movie I've ever I saw was Jurassic Park. Okay. I was I was three years old and I found the VHS and I just put it in and I was watching Jurassic Park. And um, I wouldn't say I was in the horror genre yet um, because it took me a long time to really be in the genre. But I loved monsters growing it's up. It's a gateway. Yes. I mean, yeah. Gateway drugs. 
So, <laughs> so Jurassic Park is my first one, but sometimes if I don't feel like arguing because I, I get it, I saw Jaws when I was five. So Jaws is like the first, everyone should think that's a horror movie, horror movie. That's a legit horror movie. And that's a legit, that's a legit movie to be your first movie. That's that yeah. stuff nightmares are created from, you know what I mean? I exactly. I'm scared in pools. Like literally yeah. I've been scared in pools as an adult. <laughs> thought about it been like scared myself out of it and even scared myself in fresh water like a lake or a river i'm like jaws is here this is this is gonna happen i'm gonna die yep i agree 100 so um i i don't ever get mad when people are like well jurassic park's not a horror movie and it's like you know you could argue it both ways the way i look at it is it got me into the genre and if i go to a horror con like horror hound for example Mm -hmm. If I see Jurassic Park stuff, I wouldn't like think twice about it. Sure. You'd probably buy it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I and I have. And right. I have bought Jurassic Park stuff. Exactly. So but I do and then I also get like people, well, it's not scary. And it's like, I don't think it's scary at all. But I've also seen it when I was three. Like well. But I think it's I mean, it's close enough where you can argue it either way. It's just the people who try and say Jaws isn't a horror movie. Those are the people that piss me off. <laughs> then what is it? You know, then what exactly. Is it? Yeah, what like, is it? Uh, thriller. You know, Discover Channel or just <laughs> or, or Discovery Channel was not around then, so it wasn't a freaking documentary. Correct. It's a horror flick. <laughs> oh yeah. It oh, scares yeah. the shit out of me still. And I, I've seen people say, "Well, well, it's more of a thriller." And thrillers just diet horror let's be real guys <laughs> thriller, thriller is literally it's a horror yeah. it's it's a horror subgenre right it starts with horror exactly uh um but yeah that's the only one where i get like kind of pissy about it <laughs> well that's not true i've had some people try and tell me silence of the lambs isn't horror and i'm like really hannibal lecter wears the dude's face <laughs> It's some of the scariest shit I've ever seen. I think we lost Chris A. Uh oh. Austin, it's funny you brought up Scream because, like, I never even think about that being a horror film. I, I really don't. Like, that's interesting. And then, and then until you said, I know, I know, like, the first one, like, the first one's really the only one I've, like, spent the time on. I've seen it a few times. Yeah. Um, I remember when it came out. I, I, I think I'm pretty sure I saw it in the theater and everything. But uh, it was one of those things where, you're watching it, and I know they're paying tribute to all the slashers, right? Like that's what the whole the whole point of the, the film, right? You know, and it obviously like checks all the boxes, but I just didn't even think about it, like until you're saying it. And then honestly, too, like Jaws, too, didn't think about it, didn't think about it one bit. But I like horror, but I, I like those movies, but I never think about those movies being horror movies. I don't turn them on because I'm like, oh, I gotta yeah. watch a horror movie. I'm like, I want to watch Jaws tonight. That sounds fun, you know? No, I get so, that. I get that so, for sure. I just don't like when people are like, when they try and tell you something's not horror, you know, because it's like they just, different they just things. Want argue, they just yeah. want to argue and be, be heard. And that's cool. But it's like, uh, you're wrong. Yeah. I, and it's just like, okay, like. <laughs> it's like to each their own. But I mean, come on, there's, there's really like no written rule. Right. Right. And you're, you're just kind of going off of what, like I said, I'm not even thinking of it as a horror film. Cause I'm not like turning on a, a Friday the 13th movie. You know what I mean? So it's just like, right. Okay. So like, I understand why people are, argue, but I also feel like people want to argue just 
to argue and because they think that they know better than you. You know what I mean? But I, I, like I know exactly what you mean. That that's in a lot of nerddoms, I would say. Like, there's a lot of. I'm yep. sure there's plenty of. I mean, Chris would know. There's plenty of Star Wars people who want to argue all these all sorts of things. There's plenty of people who want to argue all sorts of Transformers stuff. I deal with it constantly, and it's it's mm-hmm. always the same conversations and the same <laughs> same stupidity just getting recycled because someone read it. They're like, oh, well, yeah, that does sound right, and they just regurgitate it. You know what I mean? So, I feel like that's just gonna. It's unavoidable. I mean, I think you need to fight on that hill, though. Die on that hill, bro. Fight for it. Jurassic <laughs> Park is a horror film. <laughs> it's so funny you bring that up because I know exactly what you mean. I used to work at a store called Box Lunch for a few years. Okay. So I'd wear my nerd shirts all the time. And <laughs> and sometimes I'd, I'd have like a Star Wars The Last Jedi shirt. And customers would come up to me and they'd start trying to pick arguments with me. And I'm just like, I don't know you. <laughs> You're like, no, okay. It's like, not a Star Wars film. It doesn't count. <laughs> right. And it's just like, if you love or hate the movie, that's fine. I'm not trying to change anyone's opinions. But who are you to go to someone who's working and say the movie they like wasn't good? <laughs> just just to harass you at work, basically, because you can't right. properly defend yourself. And, and that... Because, because people think they're better than people. That's all. It's just that's that's all it is, man. So like I said, die on that hill, man. Jurassic Park is a horror film. Oh, I proved the customer. Uh, you know the saying, the customer's always right. I proved that wrong so many times. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> what was your kind of beginnings in the horror genre? I would say that as a kid, probably. Oh, my goodness. I mean, Jaws was an early one. Uh, of course. I mean, it's what, 76? 74, I think, Josh. 75. 75. Okay. I'm right in the middle. Okay. I was born in 76. I know I don't look it, but I am in the, my 40s, and that's, you know, I'm being a, an 80s kid. Mm-hmm. Jaws was everywhere, as was E.T. Oh. E.T.'s not a horror movie, but you know what I mean? It's it's. I love E.T. Exactly. So it's like, but, you know, God, I... But I was watching some really fucked up shit as a kid, though. I'd have to sneak and watch it, though. I'm trying to think. Um, I don't know. You guys are probably a little young to remember, but USA Up All Night. Um, I, I remember it. I remember okay. that. I, don't, I definitely I, never saw it, <laughs> but I definitely remember, remember it being on. Um, Night I don't Flight. remember it. Yeah, Night Flight, which actually still does stuff on their webpage. Oh, cool. Um, and then, yeah, you should check it out. They actually have a really good library of Fulci flicks and some other kind of you know stuff like that okay um plus a lot of cool music stuff too shout out you know <laughs> sponsor us <laughs> flight. but uh yeah like uh what else let's see um creature from the black lagoon yes um i mean i was young enough to remember when they would be it was it'd be on tv in prime time and you would have to get 3d glasses to wear them to watch it okay Oh, was, that's cool. You'd go to like McDonald's. I don't remember where, like, you know, McDonald's or somewhere Hardee's and you'd have to, they'd be like, come get your, your glasses and you could watch it tonight at 9 p.m. on CBS. And it was just, I mean, it, the 80s was so, so badass. You, you can't really, you know, there's not, you can't, that's just, you can't explain how cool it was to someone that wasn't there. But, you know, watching the movies, you can tell how badass it was. 
Oh it's yeah. Just, I, I, you know, evil dead. I mean, I, I could go on, you know, just um, when I was in high school, you don't care if I keep talking. No, you're good. When you're I was good. in, when I was in high school, I had a friend, <clears throat> it was a younger brother of a friend. He would literally just make me hours and hours of trailers on VHS, which you probably can agree. Sometimes watching old trailers are better than watching movies. Uh, there's definitely an art form to appreciate there. Mm-hmm. And it's so, uh, so sweet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I love trailers, especially older ones. Like I have old director's cuts of, you know, Texas Chainsaw Master 3, Leatherface with no sound. It's just like, you know, direct cuts from, you know, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, like just like it's just shit that I, I over time I would collect and watch like um, Rabid Grannies, for instance. I don't know if you've ever seen it. No. So Rabid Grannies is a trauma movie, but it's not. Okay. It's, it's not. It's weird because it's not what you think when you think trauma. It's gore. You ever seen Demons? You know what? I was just talking on the podcast. I have not seen Demons. I've seen a clip of it from. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when Bravo did the 100 scariest movie moments? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that traumatized me when I was a kid because I think I was 10 years old or eight. I think I'm at, was it 2004. I was 10 when that came out. Mm-hmm. So I know some of the scenes because it was featured in that, but I have not seen the full movie. It's kind of similar to that, just like fucking crazy demon grannies turn into demons and like eat their grandkids and shit. Just oh, like, <laughs> it's amazing. You know, they're eating yeah. dinner and, and the transformation and just shit, just crazy shit like that. that I watched when I was young, you know, like I would literally in elementary take a, a red ink pen and cut it open like blood and smear it on a on a notepad and draw Freddie's glove with blood dripping off of it just like and this is 1980 probably 88 but i was obsessed like i was was like one day i'm gonna i'm gonna make masks i'm gonna write horror flicks i'm gonna do this obviously i shit the bed on that one but it's not too late it's never too late (laughs) but yeah i would say jaws probably salem's lot Um, oh yes you know like because because i would literally i was obsessed so it was just yeah, I guess probably the first movie might have been probably Creature, you know, from Black Lagoon or maybe Nosferatu. Nice. But as it progressed, you know, like I would binge for days. Just, you know, The Brood, you know, Cronenberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just shit like that. That's probably why I'm fucking insane. But it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> hey, real quick, too. Yeah. I was thinking about this before we go too far. Um, I wanted to ask about... Um, Stephen King films. So are they, do you guys consider those horror films? Oh yeah. Well, mostly. Salem's Um, Lot, 100%. Oh yeah. yeah. Like the signing, Christine, Carrie. Yeah. It, um, it it for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, it it definitely. But there are three, which, because Stephen King didn't always write horror. So I'm thinking like the Shawshank Redemption. Green Mile. Um, yeah, and Stand By Me. Like, those aren't horror. They're amazing films. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Stephen King is one talented writer. And then, like, Frank Darabont directed Shawshank and um, Green Miles. So he's a fantastic filmmaker. But um, for the most part, I would consider Stephen King, um, his adaptations, horror. Okay, cool. 
another and, thing i don't think about it being horror like i think about christine i think about it yeah like because i you know you guys are talking and i'm just like thinking about like all right what have i seen what you know what what's relevant here you know like yeah i, like, oh, I literally have seen so many horror films you, and i and i i'm telling you you're a fan <laughs> i am a fan yeah yeah no for sure <laughs> um <laughs> it's just one of those things where it's like as long as you're like you're not going to go up to someone and be like well the shining isn't a horror film you know what i mean <laughs> Never. it's not like I'm, you're doing that argue with anybody. <laughs> exactly there's no point but yeah um steve a lot of stephen king in horror i know we're supposed to be talking about slashers right now okay but i'm okay. gonna ask you both a question what are your gut and chris uh chris a i'm gonna have you answer this first okay what is your favorite stephen king adaptation man I love it's hard. I love needful things. Ooh, nice. I mean, it's just God, it's just such a interesting movie. You know, I mean, it's, you know, from, you know, the, the the strange man comes to town, which it seems like most of his movies, a lot of them are kind of like that strange yeah. person comes because they're all tied together, you know, with the what Jerusalem's lot and shit, you know, so I mean, um, I, I really like needful things. Um, and I think that uh, and I love Silver Bullet. Yes. I mean, I'm a werewolf freak. So, I mean, love werewolves. So, and I'm, you know, as far as 80s concern, I think it's easily in the top five werewolf movies. I dig it. I wouldn't argue that. Not at all. I'm trying to think top five 80s werewolf movies. Yeah. Yeah. I'd put it in my top five too. What is your, what would be your top five werewolf movies off topic? Of all time or in the 80s? All time. All right. Now, I'm not sure if Silver Bullet will be in my top five for okay. all time, but I got to. Th- well, I know my number one um, for sure. It's American Werewolf in London. OK, that that's in like my top 10 all time horror movies. That's, of course, that's yeah, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, Number two, I'm going to go with the original The Wolfman. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm a sucker for the classics. Mm-hmm. Um, Number three. Oh, there's so many good horror movie um, werewolf movies that I love, but I really, really love Ginger Snaps. It's a great movie. It's so cool. I think it's great. I got two more slots. Okay, three came to mind, and I have two more slots. Um, I'm gonna give one to The Howling because I love Joe Dante. Oh my! And, and I, I just love the tone <laughs> of that film. The ending's super tragic, but I love it. If that makes sense, I'm debating between Dog Soldiers and Bad Moon for that. Bad, next bad Moon is. All right, I'll give it to Bad Moon. I'll give it to Bad Moon. <laughs> may, may I? Uh, hell yeah. All right. So, number one, The Howling. Yes. I would say. Number two, you know, it. I, I want to go back, you know, way back, because obviously the Wolfman is, uh, there wouldn't be much werewolf anything without mm. the wolfman um so we'll put that we'll put that in number two respect um, respectable slot <laughs> number three i'm a sucker for paul nashy stuff too but i don't want to like i don't think i could put them in, in a top five um it's just <laughs> you know it's the i think what is it south america or is it either mexican or south american or spain those it's that polish i don't know if you've ever seen any of his werewolf movies no i haven't check them out there he has like a grip of them like just Check them out. They're rather cheesy, but I mean, it's still dope. Um, okay. I really like 
God, I don't want to sound like a nerd for this. <laughs> uh, Be a nerd. This is why we're here. Monster Squad. Yep. Okay, I like yep. it. I like it. And I know it's not a werewolf movie, but the Wolfman. Oh, I, you know what? I, I see where you're coming from, but I would still put it in there because there, I, when you have a line, Wolfman's got nards. Nards. You are in the werewolf canon. One hundred percent. So is that three? Is that three or four? On I think three? that's three. Um, Howling Wolfman. Monster uh, Squad. Monster Squad. Okay, you were just kind of mentioning the one filmmaker. Yeah. Who is okay. Paul Nashy? But I, I'm not Paul I Nashy. Can't, I can't put him in. Um, okay. So, uh, let's say, I mean, Dog Soldiers is such an exciting it is. movie i mean it has its slow moments but it's the mo- it's so unique yeah i think i love I think, the wolf I, design in that i'm one. pretty sure chris we've watched that together years ago in syracuse at um in tony's house you, you might have fell asleep but we were watching oh, it. <laughs> um, but I, I used to make them watch all sorts of crazy shit in the in the in the in our vehicle when we would tour so that's four the fifth one um that's going to be a tough one. Yeah, it gets harder as you as you go on, I think. Because there's some really oh, pretty good newer werewolf movies. Um, I was thinking about them, too. Like, I was thinking of um, The Wolf of Snow Hollow. That's a really good movie. It is. Um, what was I really one with liked the, the AT&T Girl? Uh, what was the oh, one? Werewolves Within. Dude, that's a cool I one. I really like that one. <laughs> I don't mean to sound disrespectful to AT&T girl. I just, we know who you meant. It, it popped into my head, you know, like she's, she's awesome. She's, she great. is. I, I, I know her name. I can see it in my head. I don't know how to say it. She, her and that movie. I mean, she's obviously not the best actor, but I mean, it's also a horror movie, but she's so, I don't know, entertaining and bubbly and fun. Like, it's just, you have to kind of, you're kind of engaged in, in what she's doing. And she's obviously hiring her. The plot twist. I won't. I won't spoil it. But you know. Yeah. Um. I'll throw. I'll tell you what. I'll. I'll throw. Um. I like where. W e r. I'm gonna throw that in. W e r. I don't know that one. It's very unique take on mm-hmm. on on a wolf man werewolf. Um, a man that is like die. They just think he's a psychopath. It's it's a four. I think it's French. Possibly French movie. Thinks he's a psychopath. You know, he's super tall. You know, buff. And just all of a sudden, you know, they don't know what's wrong with him. He's crazy. You know, he's not a werewolf. Check it out because he is. Oh, <laughs> that'd be cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll check that out for sure. How about an honorable uh, mention? Hell yeah. I actually like the Wolfman remake with Hopkins. I was, you know what? I uh, had I had someone on, uh, Ryan Chauvey. If mm-hmm. people listening want to go back, we were talking about the Wolfman. We went to that film's defense. Uh, we because we both like now you compare it to the original, it well, ain't shit, right? Yeah, but as a movie on its own terms, yeah, there I got some issues with it, but I it's a good time. There's a lot of things I like about it. The it's entertaining, great. yeah, it's, it's very, very gory, <laughs> and that's why I think I really, you know, it, it speaks to me. I, and I, I love that. I, um. But no, I re- I thought I think Benicio del Toro's really good in it. I love the atmosphere of the film, like mm-hmm. kind of that gothic. Um, and I think that's really what's a likable part about yeah. it. it. Exactly, it's like it's so 
I don't know, it, it really makes sense. You know, like that movie, really the darkness, uh, the way, the vibe, you know, the insane asylum, the, you know, everything about it could have been, it could have been such a better film, but I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's one of those like perfectly fine and decent three star movies. Mm-hmm. But it got changed up apparently too. the whole when the filming, yeah. they, they kept scrapping things and, you know, it was filmed like this and they hated there's it. That, there is a there is a lot of drama <laughs> on that production for sure. It's a shame. Um, Chris T. Mm-hmm. I don't think uh, you had a chance to answer either the Stephen King or the werewolf top well, five. Oh, yeah, Stephen King. In all, in all <laughs> fairness, I don't love werewolf. Uh, I'm kicking I, you I out. I'm a little hurt that no one's <laughs> in the <laughs> world. Wait, you were playing guitar, but not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a little um, hurt, I'm a little hurt that Silver Bullets didn't make the top five for Chris. That's, a little, that's, that's hurtful. And then, <laughs> well, I was just obviously making a joke, but you know, it's because I start world. talking and I start forgetting shit. But all right, yeah, I'm gonna no, I'm no. kicking one out. It's number five. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So it's it's got to be in there, right? It's got to be in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and and they have. I mean, let's be fair too. They should probably be American movies and great American movies is what we're talking about. All right. <laughs> America. <laughs> America. <laughs> but no. Um. Honestly, uh, I like the original adaptation of it, but I've rewatched the the two-part newer release mm-hmm. more not more but like i've definitely put some time in watching re-watching those because i i love i love the cheesy old gore stuff but yeah there, there's something to be said about when a newer film is just done right and um, sure. obviously you guys are paying homage to you know you're saying how how what year did that uh the hopkins or wolfman come out 2010 yep 2010 so i was in jail you know, i couldn't go see it in the theater Oh, come on. Uh, I mean, Me? allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. It's alleged. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, there's, it's not that I don't like werewolves. They love you. I think, what, I think what ruined werewolves for me was Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf ruined werewolves for me. What, the, the original oh. or the, or the, or the, the original. MTV? Yeah, the original Teen Wolf. Um, I like that film, but it, um, it, it made it too, like, casual like made too much of a joke out of it you know and um i don't know i i I get it because there's a lot of there's a lot of werewolf stuff um which pun intended do not have bite and and you can say this about dracula and frankenstein like the universal monsters like they're in like the monsters you know they basically right. are yeah. the monsters. Um, they show up in like Scooby Doo and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I I see why. And it's like I think those classic Universal monsters. Those are the perfect. Um, those are perfect films to introduce people to horror and just sure. to cinema. Um, I think more kids should be watching black and white films because there's a lot of people out there that can't appreciate that won't watch older cinema because there's no color. And I'm like, that's right. very narrow minded. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. Yeah, but I, it, man. yeah, I consider myself lucky that my mom and my grandparents encouraged me watching black and white films and watching older films. Um, I was huge on Godzilla. I watched so many of sure. the Godzilla movies. Oh, so good. I guess we should start talking about slashers yeah, in our uh, All right. slasher conversation. All right. <laughs> 
Uh, this is how you know you got true horror fans is when we can talk about everything but the chosen hey, topic. Hey, a lot of those movies <laughs> we were talking about had a lot of slashing going on. That's true. That's true. Pun intended. Hey. <laughs> Chris A, I'm going to have you answer this first, and then I'm going to give it to you, Chris T. What was your first memories of a slasher? I, it's, it gets mudded, muddied up in my brain just because I've seen so many movies as a kid. Because I could say, oh, it's probably Halloween, but it, it really wasn't. It was probably mm-hmm. more like Massacre of Central High. Just a lot of cheesy flicks that were on late night. I'd have to sneak and watch. Because, I mean, you know, yeah. there was... We, we couldn't afford a VCR. They all, you know, all the rich kids had VCRs and beta players. So I'd have to literally just get out the, you know, the rabbit ears and try to find a channel that was playing something cool like um, the movie, the movie Gargoyles, which is like a 70s, late 70s movie. It's super cheesy, but mm-hmm. God has scared the shit out of me. Um, but as far as slashers, I'd say probably Massacre, Central High, Halloween, because I mean, the shape, obviously shaped yeah. my childhood <laughs> unintended hey mm-hmm. i love it i um, i think i unleashed a monster here <laughs> <laughs> yeah but there was you know there was so many slasher movies in the mid 70s that i watched as a kid and i couldn't i, I couldn't even remember probably what the what the fuck they were but mm-hmm. i was watching yeah. them anyway and being <laughs> like man i should i just want to you know as a kid i'm like i'm gonna be that that fucking crazy person you know like people want to be people want to be <laughs> the hulk so much sense people want to be the hulk and i was like nah i want to be that that fucker <laughs> yeah halloween i'd say would probably be have to be the first major slasher that i ever probably watched and was just like I, i'm not, i can't sleep like i could yeah i'm leaving the lights on when i go to sleep i'm you know the covers are going over my head you know i, I can't uh-uh. Any sound. Mm-mm. No. Yeah. Halloween. Hell yeah. How about you, Christy? No, no, I sound like a poser. I told you that I said earlier that was that's my that's like literally the one that's that, not a poser. I, that. Think of, I know, but, but I'm saying like uh when I think <laughs> of you know, so slashers when we when we talked about this in an email, right? Like, oh, we're gonna talk about slashers. I mean, that's just the first thing I think of is is Michael Myers. So like I, I just that's where I go. That's mm-hmm. the one that, like, the video cassette still at my mom's house, and I could pull it out of Ace this weekend and watch it. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's definitely the one that, like, obviously I was exposed to horror most of my life, not even thinking about it being horror. But yeah, slasher. That's that's the one for sure. Well, it's Hell such yeah. a it was such a mainstream underground movie. It's you know it's it's yeah. kind of an oxymoron, but. It was everywhere. I mean, it played on every station during Halloween, that night of the living dead. So, I mean, you couldn't escape it. So it, it, no matter if it was the first slasher we watched, there was probably others. It's just the one that stuck out. It's like Michael Myers. This, yeah. this is insane. You know, this, this person that doesn't say anything doesn't care about anybody except killing them. This is fucking rad. And I, and I got to say, I think the impact Halloween has is um, cannot be understated. Like, I think you could you could easily argue that it's the greatest horror franchise. Yeah. Still going to this day. 
Exactly. Like you could like other franchises more. It doesn't have to be your favorite. Hell, I don't think it's the best franchise. I think there are far more consistent franchises, but I don't think any horror franchise has that, which is, it's funny to say, but that mainstream appeal that Halloween has. Which is crazy to think about. Your mainstream appeal of being that frightened of a psycho killer. Yeah. The the one that comes close, and I think you can make an argument that maybe it's a little bit surpassed, is Scream. Yeah. But Scream comes directly from Halloween. It's literally, yeah, it's, it's a bite of Halloween. And it's like, you watch Scream, you see the Halloween clips and like you hear the soundtrack of Halloween throughout the entire third act of Scream. So you can't have Scream without Halloween. Now you can say, well, Scream is a better franchise. That that I'd agree. I don't think there's a single bad Scream movie. I love Halloween. There's I, a couple I, I, bad I, ones. <laughs> I, I could I could literally go on about how bad I think some of the Screams are, but but I won't. I won't. <laughs> you but like that's that also, much. But that's also like I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think you can change someone's opinion, right? Nah. Um, you can you can influence it a little bit or you can come to a better understanding. But at the end of the day, whether or you not like what you like, bro, it's okay. us individually. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. And like what we like, that's different from what the general general consensus is. And Scream does pretty well with audiences and critics. I mean, it does. And it's but it also I feel like even though Scream is a is a slasher franchise. I feel like it's pretty directed toward young kids too, though teens. I mean, oh, it definitely is. It you know, definitely that, is. I think that's why it remains as popular because you know it it, it somehow ties yes. into that. You know, culturally, it, it has you know um, the uh, the popular gay character. You know, a lot a lot of people that are you know deserve the limelight should be in movies. They, you know, it's like they, they're going with the times and, and expressing things that other franchises don't, you know, they're, they're putting people on the map that just, you know, that have been held down for the years. And now look, they're, they're, it's, it's a good thing. It's a great thing. You know, that's why you yeah. just keep it culturally. It just, it makes perfect sense and it fits great. It, oh yeah. I 100% agree with that, but why were we talking? Oh yeah. I was tying it to Halloween. <laughs> um, yes. But that being said, I think you can make the argument for Scream. What holds Scream back for me, and I prefer Scream, uh, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest, as a, as a franchise. But Halloween, that just—it's <coughs> older. It's been along around longer. It's been through more trends than mm-hmm. Scream has. And you could say Halloween is Scream's daddy. Like, uh, there's a direct line. Granddaddy. Um, granddaddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. But those are both the originals of both are really important because they both kicked off different trends like Halloween, the huge slasher boom scream had the kind of mystery teen like slasher, like the meta, like, uh, I know what you did last summer in urban. You Legend. just read my mind. I was about to say just like <laughs> I know what you did last summer. Yep. Uh, so say great minds. Oh, yeah. Great minds uh, slash alike. I want to say one, like one thing though. Like I catch a lot of flack for this, sure. but I think Halloween Two is better than the original. The original, 
Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's it's just a continuation. I feel like they're just legitimately just one movie. It's one movie, yeah. But I, I feel like I too. don't agree with it. But I don't. I don't think you deserve that much flack. I can see why. I can it, see it, where you're coming from. There's. I feel like Halloween too because it it, it delves into more characters and it has a lot more yeah. unique kills and just it just felt like a better made movie. You know, I and I just, I just, I don't know. I just was always like, God, and and I also love Halloween three, and I I catch a lot of flack for that. Well, that one, I'm I'm gonna be in the trenches with you on Halloween three. I love Halloween three, but we're not gonna talk too much about that one. No. Mikey, <laughs> my my, Mikey, my my isn't in it. So he uh... <laughs> actually is in it though, in a commercial. Oh, the, okay. That 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 little split second cameo don't count. <laughs> it does. It does though. It does. You got me. You got me. You got me though. No, but you're right. Because I, mean, I it, knew it, about it. I knew about it, and I'm just like, nah. You got me on a technicality. <laughs> yeah. That's you know. Hey, that's sometimes you got to win on a technicality. You hey, a win's a win. But no, I, it, Halloween though is is such a. I mean, it just opened doors for, I mean, there was slashes before, but it just opened door. It was just, it was just made yeah. so well. And that's what I mean about Halloween too. It's just, it's literally just a continuation. It starts where, you know, the other one leaves off. So it's just yeah. almost like if you just called it Halloween, you could have like a four hour movie. It'd be fucking awesome. I get it. I, I like that. What about, what about you, Chris T? Uh, any um, Michael Myers thoughts? Honestly, um, you guys earlier, you, you talked about how the franchise has been reimagined so many times and continued and all these things. And when, when you said that, I thought I, I've seen the most recent Halloween offering and I didn't think it was terrible. I thought they picked maybe some of the wrong actors because the ages were weird. It just didn't seem like this mm -hmm. guy was a high school kid or whatever. It just seemed kind of off. But um, I feel like uh, the name is what's, kept its popularity so much i think it's undeniable that you named a movie after a holiday you know like you're gonna get people yeah. who are just those random one-off humans that are like oh i don't watch horror films but um this new halloween movie's out do you want to watch it this weekend because we're having a halloween party so i feel mm. like it's gonna continue to stay alive based on just that alone it was but like the smartest. About, it was like the smartest marketing plan. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, it, you, how <laughs> how else do you like make sure you have somebody watching your film every single year, no matter how old it is, or no, no matter if it's become <laughs> irrelevant, or you know, it. Man, yeah, it, it's the smartest thing they could have possibly done. I do. Oh, think I agree. Because like, sorry. Good. No, you're fine. Oh, I was just gonna say I definitely agree with you because I think more than forty years after the original came out. When I think of Halloween, I always see the Michael Myers mask. When it's Halloween time and you go trick-or-treating, there's always a couple Michaels. <laughs> or and if you're passing out candy. And it still makes you nervous, doesn't it? Oh, it scared the <laughs> shit out of me growing up. Yeah. And uh, now, now it's funny because when I see a Michael Myers trick-or-treating, I'm like, oh, we, we'd probably Another be one. bros. Another one. <laughs> Another one. I, I also thought when, when you mentioned its, uh, its relevance and remakes and re-envisioning re, re, uh, re and all that stuff, I honestly think like, and, I, and I'm probably wrong on the numbers, but I feel like Texas Chainsaw Massacre gets just as much love in the remake department. Like, I feel like for a while there, there were just like, 
every couple of years there was another Texas Chainsaw movie, whether it was a uh, you know a remake or a sequel to a remake or whatever. That's what I thought of when you mentioned it earlier, and I'm not sure why that just popped in mm-hmm. my head. Well, you- we just had a new Texas Chainsaw last year, so I think there's definitely truth to your point because um, I agree. I think- yeah, there's been a lot of Texas Chainsaws. <laughs> it, it was totally unnecessary. That movie was god awful. <laughs> but it got made. It did. And and the, the bus scene, holy shit, thumbs up. <laughs> and it's like that that part and um when Leatherface breaks that dude's arm and yeah. stabs it, the guy's own neck with his own <laughs> broken arm. Those two moments where it's like, I could care less about this movie. This, this was a good time. It's a good time for just these parts. Oh, 100%. Um, it just, I, didn't yeah. out, I didn't outright hate it. I like the ending. The ending, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> the ending was cool, but it's like, really? Leatherface was in a, you know, a, what was he at a freaking uh, kid's home for how, for years in the middle of town? Seemed kind of. Yeah, I got I What did he, he, he went, he's walking around with his chainsaw, going to yeah. the street, and they're like, Hey, Leatherface. It's like. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, To be fair, I don't have too much of an affinity for the Texas Chainsaw uh, franchise. I think the first one is one of the greatest horror movies ever made. I think the second one's really fun. But other than that, they range between bad and, well, I'm hanging out with my buddies. (laughs) This we could put this on. So I don't think that new one was the worst one I've seen. But at no. the same time, it's like, it wasn't good. They did that like face. A lot of it, though. Movie that was like, showed him yeah. as a kid. That yeah, was, I know which one. Yeah. Like, okay. First of all, Leatherface was never a kid. He was always nope. grown. Big, you know, full <laughs> I mean, what the hell? Yeah. He came out of the womb full grown. I mean. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, can, can I? Can I? Can I say one of my favorite movies that rips that movie off in a in a fun way? Slaughterhouse. I, I've mm. that, that movie, buddy has an axe, a big axe. It's like fuck yeah, buddy. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that movie is funny. It, it's just it's just great. But yeah, I think there's definitely slashers that had as many movies as Michael. And I think there's some who's made as much money. Uh, actually, that one might not be true. I don't know if any slasher franchises has made as much money as Hollow. Maybe Scream. Especially with Scream the two made new a lot. ones. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I know plus, the two new ones made a lot. Are you talking movies or also the merchandise? Oh, I was talking box office. But with merchandise, then I think Scream is equal, if not maybe a I, little I would bit say, more. I would say Friday 13th is up there, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Friday the 13th is definitely up there. I mean, a hockey mask. I mean, I, God, think, every, I think Friday the 13th is still the franchise with the most entries. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm actually so, kind of stoked uh, about that that show that's supposed to come out on HBO. Yeah, I heard the guy um, who uh, I I could be wrong, but I think the guy who did the Hannibal show, he's doing it. Oh, yeah. It. Yeah, that's what I heard. And Chris, that, that I'm really excited. Uh, I don't know when it's going to start. I don't think they started filming it yet. Who knows? Everything gets, everything gets postponed and fucking right. But, but I did hear something interesting by listening to your podcast before. And you said Mm -hmm. your favorite Jason is Jason X. It is. 
And I, that's one I get flack for. You were talking oh. about you got a lot of flack for Halloween too. I'm ready to defend myself. No, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going <laughs> to dish you. I fucking love Jason X. That's I actually have right? you know, the, the McFarlane Jason X figure, and it's like one of my favorite oh. figures. I mean, it's just, it's just fucking amazing. I will, I will fully admit, I really think I have an unhinged Friday the Thirteenth ranking. <laughs> I mean, it's it's odd. I, I mean, I, like I said, I don't. It's not my favorite by any means, but does it fit? Right. It, it, it definitely fits in the mix because, I mean, why not? It could happen. He's, well, he's a I, fictional killer. He could be in yeah. space. And it's like other slasher villains. I would be a little more uh, like ghost face in space. <laughs> that don't What's work that? for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. You can put Jason anywhere and I will watch it because Jason is just that much fun. Um, I don't think all the movies are good. In fact, I don't think a lot of the movies are good, <laughs> but they're always fun. I, I, I agree. So my, I, yeah. My favorite is six, part six. I like six a lot. I think six would be in my top five. Um, it might be my third favorite. Anything I'll have to think about it. Any movie with a metal soundtrack, it like speaks to me. Like, you know, I mean, Alice Cooper is the freaking, you know, soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's the one he wrote like original songs for, right? Yep. He's back. The man behind the mask. And then, uh, um, not to jump all over the place, but Alice Cooper plays Freddy's daddy in one of the Freddy movies. I, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think that's a cool, uh, little, like Alice Cooper was doing a lot of horror stuff in the eighties. Oh, I mean, he, that's, he is horror. I mean, really, you know, his whole thing. Oh yeah. I, um, have you guys, yeah. You didn't tell me, you didn't tell us who your favorite slasher is. Did you? Oh, that's no, I don't think I did. Um, so let's come, come clean, buddy. Let's hear it. Wait, did I ask you guys your favorite slasher? Yeah, no, yeah. That's what our favorite slasher movie was, but not actually our favorite slasher. Because honestly, I do have a favorite, you know, actually, you know what? I said Halloween was, you just asked what the first slasher that got me into it. I thought, yeah, I thought I asked what the first one was. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll I'll, I'll say all of it. I'll tell you who my first was. I'll tell you uh, a first slasher was. I was going to say, who was your first? first (laughs) <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. I'll, uh, I'll tell you who my first slasher was. Uh, who my favorite slasher is. My first slasher. Um, okay, so growing up, I grew up, I was born in the 90s, grew up in the 2000s. So growing up, horror was dominated by Saw. Mm-hmm. That's what I remember best. Like, be, like all the posters and commercials. Like, I'm pretty sure there was a tagline when it's Halloween, it's time for Saw or something like that. <laughs> And uh, I don't know if Jigsaw's a slasher or not. He's kind of on the because he has slasher elements, but then he's not do the the traps are do. But that's a whole tangent. He's a psycho killer. So I mean, yeah, exactly. So, but growing up, there is always Michael and Jason. Not not as much Jason, but Michael and Freddy costumes trick or treating, and they would always scare me. <laughs> Um, but Michael scared me the worst because he was the only one where I like I feel like AMC always played Halloween four and five. 
So Halloween four and five would always scare the crap out of me, even though I never watched them all the way through. They'd just yeah. be on. I'd be like, oh, my God, it's Michael Myers. I got to go in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then he was in the other room waiting for her. <laughs> there he was. Exactly. You're talking to a ghost right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> but um, what the film that got me into slashers was Scream. Because by the time I went into high school, however, I think my mom showed me Scream. And because it was fun, because it it was fun, it was a mystery. And because the characters were like movie nerds and I was a movie nerd. I was like, oh, I love this. And maybe now is the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm like, uh, (laughs) I remember watching Scream, loving it and being like, maybe I can watch other other scary movies. So then I went to I finally conquered my fear of Halloween. And that became one of my favorite movies. And then from, you know, Freddy and Jason and Texas Chainsaw, the Candyman is huge for me. But yeah, so my favorite slasher movie is Scream. My favorite slasher is Michael Myers. I love Ghostface, but come on, Mikey, my, my, like, exactly. <laughs> it don't get better than that. Uh, it, it's, it as much as person. I love Ghostface. Yes. And it's just, there's just something eerie about Michael, like no matter the movie or who's <clears throat> playing him or how they're shooting him. Uh, Halloween Resurrection. He's not very scary. But other than that one. <laughs> well, he gets beat up by Buster Rhymes. So, I mean, let's be serious. Trick or treat, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, and I'm not saying Buster Rhymes isn't tough, but he ain't tougher no. than Michael Myers. Right, right. Like, Buster Rhymes can bust up my ass. Like, exactly. let's be real. <laughs> 100%. But now I got a question for you guys. I'm going to give you a little context first. I. I could appreciate when people like Halloween ends. I'm not trying to tell people it's a bad movie or anything. That's not my place, but it, it didn't ruin Michael for me, but it, it kind of ruined Michael for me because in the same way where it's like, he gets his ass kicked by uh Busta Rhymes. He gets his ass kicked by that Corey kid who yep. got his ass kicked by marching band kids Mm-hmm. And I'm a marching band kid. So I'm like, <laughs> can I kick Michael Myers ass now? Like what's going on? <laughs> no. That's it's, okay. It gives you hope. Yeah. Well, I remember when I was in the theater, I turned over to my friend um, when the marching band kids were being like the stereotypical movie jocks. I turned over to my friend and I was like, I had a very different marching band experience. <laughs> oh yeah. I would assume. <laughs> And I'm not saying that band kids can't be bullies because they absolutely can. I'm just saying band kids, we bully in different ways. You like, bully we're not, each other. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And we're like, you didn't get first chair trombone. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so, it's, so it's like, yeah, we were not. I can say this because I was a band kid. We didn't have the social confidence to harass adult strangers the way those kids do. I don't think any high school high schooler does really. Mm-hmm. So that that definitely took me out of it. And uh, I appreciate that movie trying to take a swing. It just was like a like a foul ball for me. Like 
<laughs> there's parts I liked, but most I didn't. And that's it's fine. It didn't ruin my day or anything. It was not good, but I didn't hate it. Right. Yeah. It, 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 it was just, it was a Halloween movie with some odd shit going on, but at least there was gore and at least it made it to the theater. Mm-hmm. And, it, and at least it kind of pushes the envelope forward for more of the franchise yep. because it's not going to end. No. You, know, you mean, can't kill the boogeyman. No. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it's just going to carry on with yep. who knows what. It's like, uh, it yeah, exactly. I mean, it, and it will. I mean, it's, you know, Friday the 13th took a little dive for some for a decade, but it's going to come back. I think Freddie will be back at some point as well. Um, Nightmare is just too good of a concept for it to stay down forever. But it's just something about Michael. It's something about the word Halloween. It's something about that music. Like Michael Myers, I think, is <coughs> what normal people think of for horror, if that makes sense. Right. Well, for sure. I'm a normal. I'm a normie. <laughs> <laughs> it's once especially again, it's, for slashers. It's a good. It's a good gateway drug. Yeah. And like everyone knows that Michael Myers, I think everyone knows Michael. Everyone knows Ghostface. I think most people know Freddie and Jason. You asked me this 10 years ago, I would say, yes, everyone knows Freddie and Jason. They've been out of the scene for, I know Jason had that uh, Friday the 13th video game, which brought in a lot of people to that franchise. But Freddie hasn't really had some, because I think for a franchise to to remain relevant you need to be putting out content whether it be films or video games so michael we we don't go too long without a michael myers movie right the most i think was like eight years or nine years i don't know i still think people really know freddie i think i feel like it's just like it sticks with so many people and and, and they show their kids you know and it's just i hope so and even unfortunately, with that god awful movie that they made, you know the remake, I, I I try to even find any element of that movie that was good. I, I can't find it. I don't know about you, but I can't. Ugh. You know what? The crew got paid. Okay, that's that's, that's true. But, but people got. I'm paid. saying like um. like like even even the I, Freddy, I know what you mean. The Freddie jokes were just unfortunately. Robert England really filled those shoes so great that it's going to be yeah. very hard for any anybody to, to fill them. I mean, someone will, and, but it's going to be hard. And I, I like uh, what's his name, Jackie Earl Haley. Yeah, I, I actually thought he did a good job given the circumstances, mm-hmm. but only Robert England can overcome a bad script and make Freddy work. And Robert England only did that because he'd been playing Freddy for so long. When when they started getting bad, he was still good because he's been Freddy for so long. Right. Jackie Earl Haley, I don't think he was given like a fair shot because he had to reintroduce a character with, in my opinion, a bad script and bad directing. And bad makeup. Like, yeah, like you can only, I think he did the best he could under the circumstances. And I appreciate that, especially because I don't think anything else in that movie was particularly. Well, think about memorable. <laughs> no. Yeah. And think about it too. You've got, you've got a, one of the only slasher characters with 
real dialogue, right? You know, so like, so how a new a new actor comes in and tries to play a character in a genre where it's mostly grunts and or no or no no sounds, right? You can throw any big right. guy behind a mask, give him a give him a knife, and throw him, you know, make a film, right? So you're you're relying on the other characters to to create a a, a good dynamic or whatever. But I feel like with a new a new Freddy, yeah, how the, how the hell do you do that? Like you've got it's like the voice, the the face, even the face with makeup on it, you can see it's him. You know what I mean? Like you know it's him, yeah. it's Freddy, right? Yeah. So it's yeah. the eyes, you know. Exactly. So that's just a hard that's just a hard thing to do. I I don't I don't know how how else you would. I mean, so it's a heavy lift. I'll well, say that. No, I 100% agree with cuz I'm trying to think if there's any other slasher that has that challenge and it's like obviously Michael and Jason you just get like and, you and it's better you get yeah and it's better you get an actor who's really into it like Kane Hodder as Jason is right. so good and he's he's acting you know like it's more than just putting any old stunt guy in the Jason mask like sure, yeah, yeah. you have to move your body a certain like the uh, J- James Jude Courtney as the current Michael Myers He's a good Michael, like he knows how to tilt the head that makes him creepy. But like, to your point, Freddy's the only slasher that it's both the voice and the face. Um, Because like Chucky, Brad Dourif's been voicing Chucky all this time, but the rest of it is puppets. Yeah, like, no, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they change the puppet design all the time and they've. And in the Child's Play remake, like they replaced Brad Dourif with Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill, yeah. And then uh, Ghostface, I think they use the same stunt act. But the idea is like anyone could be Ghostface. You just need to bring in Roger L. Jackson to do the Ghostface voice. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can make Scream movies as long as you have him. <laughs> right. I mean, they proved you can make a Scream movie without Nev Campbell. So Hurtful. I think the only one that would be in Freddy's is a candy man and which i don't know if you guys seen the new candy man mm-hmm. but they just brought in more candy men oh <laughs> um, yeah so that's how they got around that problem and then norman bates because i think anthony perkins is the perfect person to play norman bates uh-huh. but like we've had multiple normans like uh henry thomas played norman in the uh bates the prequel sequel uh yeah, no, no, no. Uh, the fourth one. What was oh, it called? Yeah. Beach Motel? No, I'm talking oh, about the, the begin. I think it's like for the begin. Um, yeah, that's Psycho Freddie Highmore. Yeah, and then, yeah. yeah, and then uh, Vince Vaughn played him in the remake. So, oh, yeah. Freddie Norman and Candy. Well, I'm not Candyman anymore because now, uh, because they opened up Candyman, which I thought was a really cool creative choice. I really dug that choice. I just wish there was more Tony Todd in that movie, but. I, I I really enjoyed that movie. Uh, I liked it. I mean, I thought the ending was a little strange, but you know what? I thought it was rushed. It, it, it should be yeah, rushed more than anything. Yeah, but it should be weird. I mean, it, it it's yeah. The, the whole premise of it is is odd and weird and, and spooky and I mean, it's just it's just the way it should yeah. be. Yeah, and I thought but, the atmosphere in that film was great. I loved the cinematography and the direction. It but, actually was kind of scary. Like people were tense in the theater when I saw that. Like you could feel the tension, and I love when a movie does that. But yeah, Freddy, Freddy's the hard one because you can't easily replace 
Robert England. Not that you can easily replace anyone, but I mean, no, there's been is, how many Michaels? He's literally <laughs> the face and the voice and the mannerisms. I mean, it's like, like you were saying, it's like with Kane Hodder. Right. He, you could tell he's like the John Ritter of horror. Like three, I don't know if you're familiar yeah. with John Ritter, but he, you know, mm-hmm. the acting, they're very, you know, that full body actor, you know, you know, Jim Carrey. I mean, you can't, there's just certain people that yeah. you can't, that's just how they are. You can look at that person and be like, they're mimicking Jim Carrey. You know, like it's, it's Kane Hodder was like, holy shit. He's actually exactly moves like a complete psychopath and he moves like strong as shit. And something I love about Kane Hodder is have you guys seen the hatchet films? Oh yeah. Chris. No. Poser. Poser Chris. What's Poser Chris say? It's the first. No, you're good. You're good. I'm kidding. um, I'm I'm just having a good time, man. I'm just teasing. (laughs) Okay, cool. But uh, Kane Hodder, he approaches Victor Crowley so different than he does Jason, you know? But I still, it's so weird to say, like, I still know it's Kane Hodder, but they they just feel like their own care. Like he brings those characters to life. It's the way he moves. And he moves so quick in that. Movie yeah. Too. His, his actions oh, are yeah. so fast. Oh yeah. Chris, I don't know and, if you but, like it or not. It's, I mean, you like gory stuff, right? I do. What, what's a uh, hatchet hatchet. Yeah. And then the last one was um, Victor, Victor Crowley. Yeah. It's hatchet one, two, and three. And then Victor Crowley is the fourth one. Where can I, but where yeah, can those I, are, where can I stream these guys. Uh, I think to be, <laughs> I has. think, Tubi? Okay, cool. I think so. I love Tubi. Tubi's great. Yeah. Now the question is No, no, is it, it is. Tubi or Tubby? <laughs> Tubi or not I always Tubi, thought I it was Tubi. I always thought it was Tubi because I, I thought it was like Tube. Yeah, Tube. Yeah, like Tube. You know, television. <laughs> I get it. But, so, but now, but now it, you I, got I, now you got me thinking of like Teletubby. So oh, it might be t- <laughs> those you want to talk about horror movie horror they're definitely that's horror <laughs> like now the, the real slashers 100%. tinky winky will fuck you up <laughs> i mean they'll literally swallow your soul <laughs> i love it can i, I can do I ask, think nightmare on elms yeah sure sure you know we're, we're kind of on the like the really popular slasher stuff but i want to see yeah how I want to see how far back and what kind of slasher stuff you've seen that is not, you know, mainstream. Because, I mean, it, even though it's okay. slasher and, and, and fucked up movies, they're mainstream. Yeah, they know. are. Yeah, every everyone knows Michael. Ghost Like, Ghostface is the most popular he's ever been. There is a time when Freddy ruled the world. No, no, you're but absolutely if, But if right, you walk into so, a Halloween uh, store, you're going to see Ghostface, Freddy, Jason, yeah. Michael. Hell, there's who knows what now, but yeah. So Hell, you'll see them when you the... go into Hot Topic right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sadly, sadly, we're talking about the Metallicas and the Slayers of uh, horror here. We got to get a little deeper, a little deeper cuts. What are you, what are you talking, Chris? I, I just wanted, yeah, I just All wanted right, to hear, let's hear do what, it. I wanted to hear your, I don't know, how, like, what's the most obscure slasher flick that you've seen? Not Chris. Well, Chris, yeah, Chris, Townie. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got nothing. I got nothing. You had to have been flashing through some shit before and been like, whoa, what is this? Oh, whoa. No, I mean, honestly, I like, gotta th- um, go ahead. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, because I, my friends and I like to go on Shudder and try and find random shit. Um, Which it used to be way better years ago. Oh, it did, I still like it. Um, no, I mean, I do. I'm I saying, but you. you could literally, like, it was... It had some really obscure shit. Gotcha. Gotcha. To be perfectly honest, I always 
find myself going towards the monster movies. So I'm trying to think, what's the last slasher I saw? Well, the last slasher I watched, this is not obscure, but it's a little deeper. My Bloody Valentine. Yeah. That's the last one I watched. I watched The Burning for the first time a little while ago. I think that's, I don't think that's a deep cut, but I think that's probably like... It, you know, it it's is intermediate. Me, it, it is because, you know, I mean, if you ask like a, an average horror fan, have you ever seen mm-hmm. The Burning? They're going to say, what? You know, I mean, like, <laughs> you know, I mean, let's be, be honest. Like, it be may be, gauge. you may be able to go to Tubi and shit, but they're not watching that shit. Right. Okay. Because uh, the only reason why I second guess myself on that is because I'm pretty sure Tom Savini was involved with that one. So when Tom Savini is involved, like, there's a little bit of a prestige there. It, I mean, it's definitely prestigious um, for sure. I mean, it's, but you ask your average, you know, young kid horror fan that's watched Scream, they don't know who the hell Tom Spini is either. Oh, that hurts my heart. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, but I'm being serious. Like, it, You're it, right. Have, no, I get it. I get it. But I'm like, it, oh, I didn't think about that. Because it's a start. You know, I mean, like, eventually, a yes. lot of, if they're really into horror, they're going to find out. But a lot of people that watch a lot of that, you know, I call it, I guess, kitty slasher movies aren't aren't gonna like care who's tom savini is which is is sad because you know tom savini's tom savini and no i get that i'm trying to think of obscure ones well i mentioned hatchet Mm -hmm. um i think those are deeper cuts um i'm talking more like 70s 80s oh 70s 80s like something that would you 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 like one time you were like, I'm gonna check that out eventually. And you finally did, and you were like, Wow, this is pretty fucked up. <laughs> pretty fucked up. This <laughs> this isn't really a slasher, but I'm uh-huh. gonna put it in this category. Chopping mall. Okay. Okay. Such a fun movie. I love it. I I absolutely adored it. I'm trying to think. I mean, as a kid, I, I watched think- this film called Oh, I, I, I was I, gonna I, say, I watched this. Sorry, we're I'm blah, blah, blah. the the lag, the la- we're ahead, we're giving each other the pause, and then uh, <laughs> that happens sometimes. Um, I watched a film called Popcorn, not too oh, long ago. Oh my god, thank you. That's fucking amazing. That's a great, great movie. I have to watch it again because the whole time I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah, I liked it, but yeah. I don't think I got it. <laughs> it's it is very odd, but that's I mean that's kind of like. I think a lot of the movies in the 80s, 70s and 80s, they were trying so hard to not make any, fl- mm-hmm. any sense. It's like, I don't know if you're, if you're familiar with, you know, Fulci, his movies like Zombie and The Beyond and, and movies like that. So I, I know of Zombie because of the Bravo's 100 Scariest Movie Moments uh-huh. and they show off that scene and then... And then I uh, didn't full. Sh- didn't he do demons? He or is that a, someone else? Yeah, it wasn't him. Oh, okay. I, then I was getting him confused. So I know of zombie, but that's definitely a what's the word I'm looking for? A blind. One of my blind spots is Fulci. It's it's the acquired taste, but I definitely suggest that you sit down and at least watch a couple of them. The reason I mentioned Fulci is because it's just an example of a lot of people copied his style because. The things that he he was doing, his endings didn't make any sense. It was like you're 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 watching this movie that's like gory, 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 fucked up, and then it's just like what what the fuck just happened at the end? It's I don't know if it's yeah. 
it, it was just the Italian style of filming was just very odd endings. That's what I was thinking of, like popcorn. And, you know, I feel like, you know, a lot of those movies, they were trying to compete on who could be the, do the weirdest <laughs> things. You know, I mean, Ghoulies, same, you know, those kind of movies, just yeah. funny movies that are just like, don't make a lot of sense. I've never seen Ghoulies, so... Um, so I think for me, the most obscure from that era I've seen is The Burning, mm-hmm. Popcorn. Can I say Chopping Mall? It's great. Yeah. I'll say Chopping Mall. And then um, a really obscure one me and my friend watched on accident, but we watched the whole thing. It was called The Uninvited. Yeah. Uh, it's not a slasher, but it was weird. <laughs> Very strange. Uh, demon cat on a boat. <laughs> I mean, there's a movie. Have you, have you ever seen Shockwaves? No, I don't think I've ha- I've heard of that. Fucking uh, Peter Cushing's in it, and uh, you know, oh, obviously, you know, Peter Cushing's a legend, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it has like Nazis underwater that turn into zombies. It's it's just like, it, oh, it, they but they were like a weapon for the you know the government. They were like a secret. Yeah. So it, it's just a very odd, obscure type film, but. I would say you need, as far as slashers, check out Just Before Dawn. Just Before Dawn. If you love okay. the woodsy, you know, like inbred, weird, you know, just crazy fucking, that, that's as far as a slasher, I think that's one of the most, you don't hear that title very often. I suggest Just Before Dawn. Okay. Just Before Dawn. It's it's definitely, um, it's very, it's, I think it's great. I don't know what else to say. Other than okay. If you like inbred people that kill people. I'll definitely it. check that out. Like What's Chris, up, Chris T? Chris Inbred crazy. Oh, <laughs> I got a I got a study sheet over here. Chris, you always oh, on VHS? Can I just borrow them? Um, I have a lot of it on <laughs> on VHS DVD. I mean, it's I, I stopped buying movies because I've obviously Chris and I have a, a passion with figures and collectible, you know, toys and stuff. So mm-hmm. that takes a, most of my money besides all of it. Book, booking shows, you know, and <laughs> you know, but. So another obscure one I've seen, I had to pull up my my uh, letterbox diary because I'm like, what have I seen recently? But the most obscure film I've watched for the podcast was it was it's called Ilsa. She Wolf of the SS. Yeah. I, I heard I listened to your podcast. That movie's awesome. Yeah, I watched that and I watched Night of the Cobra Woman for the first time um, li- for I the listened, same. Yeah, I episode. listened to it, but I've never seen that one. It sounds pretty interesting. It, it, they were both very it's funny because i didn't really like night of the cobra woman but i really liked ilsa she wolf of the ss and that was definitely the more graphic and disturbing i just thought it was better made <laughs> but now, they're that, very 70s exploitation yeah though that era of movies is just they're really screwed up i mean there's lots of rape yeah. lots of i don't even know and it's it's but i feel like a lot of those movies were meant to show women rising up you know rising up just like mm-hmm. uh was it last house on the left i mean it's just yeah awful but and i spit on your grave i mean it's like but you're you're yeah. showing that these that's what women honestly that's what women go through a lot women get abused a lot you know not to get super right. you know in depth in society but that's showing true shit and then the woman's coming back and just cutting dudes dicks off and you know, being empowered. And I mean, like that's empowerment right there. I'm just saying, I, <laughs> but that, but that is, I think that was, it was like teaching a lesson. 
for sure. No, it yeah, is. I for sure. And I know that's not a genre that everyone can watch. Mm-hmm. That and but quite frankly, n- not everyone has to watch every genre. Like, no. <laughs> no. it's okay if if some things are too extreme. That's totally fine. You know, that doesn't make you any less of a cinephile if you can't handle the fucked up 70s exploitation revenge films. Right. But I do find it kind of interesting. I don't think revenge films are made anymore or at least not enough to be considered its own genre. I just watched a new one and it's escaping. Oh, are there? Yeah, it was on. um, Was it a Shutter original? Oh, my God. It was about. Oh, wait, I think. It was about COVID and oh, it's very recent. Yeah, so it it was about COVID and these these two girls leave town to go to a cabin to escape COVID to quarantine. And I'm trying to remember what it is called. So that's sad, but I mean, I'm getting old in my brain. Just wait, are you talking about? Are you talking about sick? It, yeah, I feel like that's kind of revengey because they they come after I, the. I have to watch it still. I put it on a couple weeks ago and then I instantly fell asleep. <laughs> it was it not happens. the movie's fault. It's it happens. Nothing. It was my fault for putting on a uh, a movie at 10 p.m. when I knew full well I was tired. I actually enjoyed it. I and it was kind of revengey. There was that element of, you know, okay, getting back at somebody for I, something they did. It, it was I hear good things about that one. So yeah. yeah. Thanks for the title because I could not remember it. I'm like, it's because I'm sick. Oh, <laughs> uh, the sh- title of the show is Would You Die? The question is going to be Would You Die? Now, normally we have a, sin- a single topic, but with it all being slashers, I'm not going to be like, Would you survive every slasher ever? Like, no. <laughs> but no, your fate. We all have the same favorite slasher, so I'm going to pick them. I know the answer already, but I'm going to pick them. If you guys met up with Mikey My My himself, the shape, the boogeyman, Michael Myers, would you die? Counting, you go first. Okay, so here's, here's how I think about it. If I'm, if I'm in the film, I die for sure, because I'm, <laughs> I'm like the, uh, the poser guy, right? So I'm, I'm the, like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I think I know what's going on. I'm pretending to know what's going on. So like, he just gets me. Like, I'm, I'm not even paying attention. He just gets me. Um, <laughs> in, but, in, but in real life, in real life, I'm, uh, I, 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 as you're asking the question, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I'm just getting in the car and driving away from every one of these motherfuckers. Like, I'm, I'm too smart. I'm not, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not falling for this shit. So if I'm in the film, I'm dead. Real life, my, Michael Myers is here right now. I'm driving so far away, he's never going to get to where I'm going. <laughs> what do you think, Chris? By the, by the time he walks over, you're already driving to another place. Yep, I'm already he, four he, hours away. He looks at <laughs> he looks at Towning, and Towning dies instantly just from, like, fright. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Chris? All right, Chris, All right. how about you? So, he 100% gets me. I mean, it's Michael Myers. Unless, you know, obviously, I just run away. But if I'm in, a, is this real life or a, or a movie? Is this like, you know. I said both. I said if I'm in the film. Yeah, you can say both. In real life. So in the film, 100%. I mean, because like, no matter how hard you run or hide, you don't get away. Unless you're, I don't even know, you're pretty and have, have boobies. But, and I don't. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm pretty, but, you know. So I'm the guy that thinks he's so tough, he's going to fight Mike. <laughs> 
<laughs> yep. And uh, gotcha. yeah, like fuck you, motherfucker. You don't know who I am. Like, I'll, you know, blah blah blah. You know, just just being the typical yeah. dumbass that I am. And he literally just rips my fucking head off my shoulders. Yeah, hundred percent. Classic Michael move. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I punch I him. It. I at least get a punch in though, mm-hmm. and he eats it. Okay. <laughs> he eats it like hmm. That just reminded me of the iconic Jason kill from my second favorite Jason yeah. movie, Jason Eight, uh, Jason Takes Manhattan. <laughs> uh-huh. What does he say? Give me your best shot. Yeah, something like that. Boom! <laughs> Uppercut. Uh, now, in real life, oh, I I sneak this and bop, hit him and take off running. And I'm fucking <laughs> out of there. I like I tell yeah. everybody, man, I put Michael Myers ass, dude. <laughs> and, he, and he kills my face. I love it. And he kills my face. Oh. Well, that got dour. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it is what it is. It's Michael Myers. He's If he doesn't get you, he goes in your house and strangles your mom. I expect him to get he somebody. Gets, yeah. He gets everyone else. So, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah. Um, Do you answer this, Austin? What's your answer? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I, oh, I, I, I'd die. <laughs> now, for a more thoughtful answer, in real life, I would die. In the movies, I would die. But Halloween Ends gives me a chance... A, a pathway to survival so if we're using halloween ends michael myers michael myers gets his ass kicked by the by the nerd mm-hmm. the nerd got his ass kicked by marching band kids i was a marching band kid so using the transitive property correct. i can now kick michael myers ass <laughs> correct okay okay like mikey right. my my don't want none <laughs> now you you'll you'll, you'll, you'll 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 turn this shit into uh american pie right up the keister Ex- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly but uh if we're talking literally any other michael myers then i would i would die oh we're all toast yeah we're all done oh yeah he's michael myers like he, he he's a boogeyman <laughs> austin austin what what um what instrument are you hitting michael myers with well i was a trumpet player so i guess it right in the butt <laughs> yep. Up, perfect for it. Now, um, if I had if if I pick trombone, I could do some real damage. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or the tuba. Awesome. I think the tuba you just stuff the tuba on his head and just run out of there. Should, uh, should we plug our shit some more? Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Now's a perfect time. So Towning, what's the actual release date of the of the EP? Uh I believe it's June the third. So I heard the read- second. You heard, oh, second. I mean, well, let me, oh, uh, well, yeah, it's a Friday. It would be a Friday. So, yeah, you're right. It would be June 2nd. I was about See? to say, I have the press release too. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it says June 2nd. June 2nd. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. No, so, um, so forgive me, Austin. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm moving the weekend of June 3rd. So, I've, I've got that, that date just burned in my head right now. So, so do you really have gotcha. to split, split right now, Tony? Cause you should also mention where you're moving after that. Oh, yeah. Um, so um, moving back to Ohio for a little while, hang out with my friends and play some music for a little bit this summer. Um, and then I'm out of here. I'm going to Australia. So I'm, that's how I'm getting away from Michael Myers. I'm going to fly so far. He's never going to come get me. Now, if it was Jason, Jason could find some sort of way to survive underwater and come get me. But I don't think my, Michael Well, Jason's Myers been to space. Way. Jason, like yeah. Friday the 13th, Jason takes it down under. That's coming. But he's going to get you know, Michael by- doesn't really... He's gonna get killed by a funnel web spider. <laughs> funnel web spider. <laughs> no, no. And, uh, I'm I'm worried about the brown snakes, man. I'm not worried about the spiders. Oh, I got a brown snake for you. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. 
Um, but yeah, Michael don't really leave uh, Illinois, so I uh, think you're I mean, good. Well, he did. He did drive a little ways. Who knows where he drove first before you know he stopped where he was going? He could have drove to Ohio. Yeah, we're not. Days. We're Midwest boys. We're Midwest boys, so we're not safe. But when, once you're in Australia, you just have to worry about snakes, spiders, and Jason. Oh my. Oh, oh no maybe that was new zealand what was the one the the, the slasher that was like australian or, or new zealand um oh, oh oh you're talking about wolf creek yeah so uh so I, know, I know wolf those creek? movies you're fucked you're fucked i don't remember the guy's name but he is one messed up motherfucker and that's putting wolf. it politely we'll just call him wolfie okay but it, okay it, did you say wolf creek yes write it down yeah wolf creek. Write it one down. and it's two on one and two one and two. Holy Th- those are those are some fucked up movies. <laughs> that and high tension too. Mm, I've not seen high tension, but I've heard. You know, I've you and heard. I could probably talk on this podcast for for about five more hours. Yeah, but, well, or the next three I, days if you want. To I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> but yes, so back to real quick the record. So uh, Smart Punk, June second, two different color vinyl, right? Two oh. song, two song EP. Uh, I think one's what press 200, one's press 100. 100, yep, correct. Yep. Also, if you go to Smart Punk's site, they have what hoodies, some shirts. They didn't do There's a bundle a though. That was kind of weird. Do a bundle. Huh. No bundle. They didn't do a bundle. Okay. But it's a, it was okay. I'm just saying. I went on there because I always buy my own stuff. I, you might have. I went created on there. a bundle. Hey, I mean, I literally. I created a bundle. You know, I if 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 I have a release of anything coming out, I go buy it. Like I pre-ordered sure. myself too. Thanks. I did. Yeah. So I mean, like it's good luck. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So June 2nd, and we're playing a show in Cincinnati with Bury Your Dead, Chris Towning's other band. Mm-hmm. Bury Your Dead. Um, at Legends. But this, I don't know if this podcast will be out by then, but June 8th, Legends, yep. Cincinnati. This, this will be out. So June 8th, guys. So oh, that, if you're in the area, that, that'll be um, an amazing time. Um, a lot of mosh to be had, a lot of friends. Maybe we'll talk about the opposer. Eh, I mean, <laughs> I won't. I'm just going to have Michael Myers kill you. Um, <laughs> that'll work um can, can i do a couple shout outs hell yeah so i i, I want to like say thank you to cincinnati hardcore it's not as big as it used to be but i want to thank the scene you know louisville there's a lot of cool kids there um columbus there's a lot of cool hardcore kids there detroit a lot of good friends yeah. there i want to thank the scene in general for you know we're not the biggest band but for kind of embracing us again you know, with our message oh, yeah. and just, you know, coming out and seeing us play. We're also playing a fest. This won't be out by then, but we're playing in Mansfield, Ohio on the 20th of May. It's called, I guess it's a fest and it's almost sold out. Oh yeah. Thanks to the scene. Thanks to Towning. Thanks to our drummer, Corey and our guitarist, Lance. They're fucking our best buds. And it would have been awesome if we could have had everybody, but it probably been so jumbled that melee dude um, <laughs> but i want to give them a shout out you know and all the past members they're all good dudes um joey just joey <laughs> no i'm just, just saying <laughs> but i'm saying like joey's been in he's been a staple of it you know so yeah, for sure. and also i want to give a shout out to my friend seth i've known him for a long time who introduced me to jeremy that runs horror hound you know i wanted to give them a shout out because they are a big deal in the midwest it's, they're a big deal in the horror community as you know anyway the magazine oh yeah jeremy's always been cool he's always you know showing me love at horror hound showed me around introduced me to people seth is a good friend of mine who's best friends with jeremy i just want to give them all some love hell yeah 
And hey, Chris? Austin, we got another we got another one coming out later in the year too. So if you want to do a melee and get everybody on here, Corey, Corey, Corey <laughs> might well, Chris is, Corey might make Chris look like a poser if we get him on here. It's possible. I'll cut him off though. <laughs> no, I had a really good time, man. It'd be, it'd, be, it'd be cool to do this again. I'd like to do this again. Hell yeah, I'll uh, I'll be in touch for sure. Hey, we're in other bands. I'm in a thrash band called Your Disease. I want to give a shout out to them too. <laughs> I'm going to have all the bands on here. <laughs> oh, listen, I got to, I got to give them a shout out because it'd be silly not to like, they're my dudes and we play a lot. So shout out to them too. I love it. Thank you guys so much for being on, being on the show, for talking horror with me. We could go so much more longer, but we got real, uh, uh, real life jobs, I guess that require <laughs> yeah, our gotta, attention. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got to pay to eat. Uh, life gets in the Life gets in the way sometimes. That's horrible. But um, <laughs> but you know what? Th- that's the beauty of this podcast. We become instant best friends. So yeah, no serious connections. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for having us, dude. Do you yeah. have a Do you have an Instagram and all that good stuff? Oh yeah, I'll, I I can share it with you guys. Yeah, do. So, um, thank you guys so much for being on the show. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Thanks again to the Chris's for the super fun conversation. Always a good time to discuss slashers. And don't forget, check out Suffocate Faster's brand new EP, This Is The Way, Volume 1, on June 2nd. I will for sure be sharing, but don't forget. A reminder, I just launched a Patreon. Link will be shared in the show notes, but you can find it as patreon.com slash Podcast. There are monthly bonus episodes, movie commentaries, and so many more perks. Plus, you're supporting your favorite monster kid, yours truly. I hope you consider joining, and to you lovely souls who already joined, I love you. On this segment of I Know What You Watched Last Week, in which I tell you about the horror films I watched last week, I watched The Terminator, Annihilation, and the first two episodes of Gremlin's Secrets of the Mogwai. The Terminator and Annihilation made for a very interesting existential sci-fi horror double feature. I'm sure you've seen The Terminator already. I don't need to talk about that too much. It was a lot scarier than I remember it being because I haven't seen it in a few years. And I don't mean scary in the fact like like a slasher kind of scary, although The Terminator is basically a slasher movie. No, I mean like what I found scary about The Terminator in this watch was the whole, like, when the Terminator is impersonating Sarah Connor's mom. Like, that's kind of becoming a reality with AI. So, that that's kind of existential stuff right there. And then, you know, thinking about the apocalypse, especially a man-made apocalypse. Scary stuff. Annihilation is a very scary movie very existential first time i watched it since it came out in theaters i think my mom and i caught it on a limited run but it's a fantastic film the bear scene the bear scene's great and the first two episodes of Gremlin's secret on the mogwai this was cute this was really cute i gotta admit as a 28 year old man not everything worked for me this is definitely aimed for children like it's not like a family show it's like a kids show but it was cute there is a lot of stuff i like i like that it respected the musical continuity especially 
uh, since Jerry Goldsmith passed away a few years ago, it was good to hear his themes. And Gremlins has always had great music. I like the focus on um, Gizmo's Gizmo's backstory being from Asia, I believe, uh, Shanghai. Yeah, China. Um, I think that's really cool that they're exploring a different aspect of are they're exploring kind of where gizmo came from yet so far still keeping that mystery the characters are the main character the main kids kind of growing on me i think the first episode it takes a while to get its footing i think that of most tv shows but yeah overall i'll watch it next week and see where it goes from there but i'm pretty pleased so far this gremlins fan uh not many complaints you can find the show's social media on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Would You Die Show. Also, now you can follow me on TikTok at Would You Die Podcast, where it's become mostly shit posts of gizmo dancing to random music I find. You can find the Would You Die YouTube show on the Three Wise Men Media YouTube channel, where you can also find professional wrestling, trailer reviews, and much, much more. The music you hear in the beginning and end of each episode is composed by my friend, Josie Palmer. Next week, we're celebrating the horror icon who started it all, who's been played by everyone from Bella Lugosi to Nicolas Cage. We are finally talking about Count Dracula. Until next time, I'm Austin Torres. Try not to die.